Well, hello, Patricia. Happy Monday. How you doing? How you feeling? How's life? Happy Monday. You know, I always open these up saying I'm good, and I think this week I'm just okay. Just okay. I had a breakdown the start of it, talking to my husband of just like, you know, we've got the little babe's needs, the house chores, my husband's needs, my needs, and I like worked out, and then I just like had so much guilt of like mm-hmm. other things needed to get done, and then I was feeding the babe and was like, oh, I feel stuck here, and it's like, no, this is something that needs to get done and is like of good quality, but... Yeah, I just, you know, a little bit of just, like, emotionally rough week. And we had, like, plans with friends, different friends, like, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So it was, like, I think I just Mm -hmm. overwhelmed myself. But we're really trying to, like, I'm trying to actively get out of the house and, like, see people and do things with the babe. So it's not, like, I don't know, like, can we go out to dinner? What's going to happen? Like, I'm trying not to be, like, afraid of that. And I think I just, like, pushed myself too much and then was, like, I need to do too many things and whatever but yeah just a little overwhelmed this week how are you i mean i love your honesty i feel like a lot of people it's like oh how are you doing oh i'm good you Mm -hmm. know like you're just very honest and also how how are you feeling with like your word of the year going into this patricia's word of the year by the way is compromise i don't think we've ever shared that but like how are you feeling in terms of oh i felt guilty working out but like you have to do something for yourself that's so good for you. I know. And I just, well, and the thing was, is like, I worked out, which meant like my husband was watching the babe, which is like totally normal and fine. But then I feel like I have to say like, yeah. and it's, it's nothing on him, but I feel like I have to say like, thank you for taking the time to do that because he's still working right now. Like, and I don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. So it's just like this like weird, I guess like mom guilt I'm starting to like to learn I have, but you know, I need to like accept that it's like not something I need to feel guilty about so I think I was doing okay with compromise and then I mean our house in my eyes like anyone who's come here is like you don't look like you've just had a newborn and in my eyes I'm like oh my gosh I haven't mopped the floors in like three weeks like you don't really see the dirt I see but everybody like that's everybody in their own home um so I think I've been doing okay but it kind of just like I felt overwhelmed and in that moment and in this week beginning of this week I haven't felt that great but we started this thing where he has more of a regular sleeping time now. So every time we, we put him down for bed and we each do one chore around the house before we settle down for the night, whether that's like the dishes or folding the laundry or something mm-hmm. like that. Because it was like, we let it go like three days without folding the laundry and it was just like sitting crumpled in our basket. And I was like, we oh, can't yeah. start these habits. Now. Like that, those sort of things were eating at me. So yeah, I think I was not doing good in that moment about our word compromise but my word compromise but I think I'm doing better my husband was just kind of like you're you're doing a great job like deep breaths you don't Mm -hmm. have to feel guilty for working out but and then we went we took the dog for a walk and everything tonight and then he was like go shower you can podcast in your pjs so I mean for everyone full disclosure we're podcasting at night right now so I'm potting in my pjs like I've already showered for the night so yeah, I mean, but when I was showering, I, I was thinking about you were going to ask me what I'm grateful for, how my week's going, and I did want to show up authentic because, you know, we might be on here and hopefully people don't think I'm whiny, but this is this is real life. Yeah, and sometimes, like, even yesterday, I've called Patricia, like, three days in a row, just, like, random FaceTime, <laughs> but even yesterday, I just, like, got, like, annoying news and I was frustrated and I just, like, she answered the phone and I was like, I just need to complain for a second. And it's not like all of your life, but 
you had a rough week that's so normal and that's something that people can relate to like we don't want this podcast to be like a highlight reel and obviously it's not because we've cried who knows who's going to cry (laughs) today it is currently two Catherine one Patricia Mm -hmm. we could both go down I don't know but thank you for showing up authentically this week yeah I mean we've promised to always do that and we talked about a podcast where I said you know my goal was to show up authentically myself whether it was happy or sad so Mm -hmm. I am okay today heck yeah love it yeah, what's it. going on with you? How's your week? My week has just been very busy. And it's it's really crazy. I was just thinking today, like, oh my gosh, how I've stepped into this next chapter of my life and just how, like, amazing things are unfolding for me. And how for, like, mm-hmm. so long I was in this, like, super weird limbo where I was just, like, I was just trying to, like, heal and process and I needed that time. But now that I'm, like, okay, fully, let's step up, let's do it. I'm so busy, but I'm so happy doing what I'm doing. And I just feel like I'm doing like things that light my soul on fire that I'm just Mm -hmm. like loving it. And of course, when it comes to the house stuff, man, I just just keep changing things. So today I text my flooring guy and I was like, hey, so I have this idea. (laughs) Can we do it? And he sent me examples back and I was like, yep, love it. Done. Let's do it. So that's happening. That's good as long as the changing keeps like a consistent vision, like a changing vision together and you're, it doesn't become a hodgepodge of things. Um, but like moral yeah. of your story, like you're, you are moving into creating a life you love, which is literally the purpose of the brand you have and everything. So you're yep. fully living it and your audience gets to see that. I get to see that. And yeah, that's just, I'm, mm-hmm. I feel like you are, like you said, you've really stepped into a new chapter. Like you've gone through your healing and the heartbreak and the everything and now you're just like okay this is me this is where i'm going and yeah, yeah. i'm excited for you that's awesome that's exactly how i feel on this moment i almost like went on my instagram stories today and was like if you feel like you're in this limbo and you're like afraid of the unknown whatever and it's so funny because i took fancy on a hike this morning and there was this rock that someone painted and i was like this is so random it was just like by the traffic light you know where you like push the button to say i want to cross and on the rock it says like don't be afraid to like step into the unknown or something about the unknown i don't remember exactly and i was like wow that's such just like a good saying for today because like you just don't know what's on the other side and for me it's been like such a blessing and so many good things are already starting to roll into my life and i'm like i just i i'm I'm trying to remove the phrase like I can't wait to just like I'm so excited because I can wait like I'm happy in the present moment but I'm just so excited for this next chapter of my life to unfold. Well and part of that is like I can't wait it's like you are what you were waiting for you're pushing up till now it's like why do I keep pushing that off Mm -hmm. let me just do it now but you did say you went for a hike this morning and yesterday when I suggested you go for a hike this morning you were like (laughs) it's gonna be too hot but I'm glad you got out. And Fancy moved her body. Can I say, though, it was so hot and humid. I was <laughs> gross. Dripping. <laughs> and it wasn't even like a real hike hike. But like, I was I was still gross. Oh, man. Well, it was just like 90 degrees here today, too. So like this morning, it was still yeah. like 75. And just the humidity, I was like, but I did it. I did it. Well, you're one to wear like crew necks when it's still 75. So I hope you were not biker shorts and crew necking it, at least. No, no, I actually, I wore, I currently have it on like underneath this. It's just like a strap 
well it's not strapless i was gonna say strapless it's like a thin strap tank top shirt thing Mm, so you were not so gross you needed to shower honestly dude i've been so busy so i had to like run to the house earlier today and then i came home and i was supposed to get work done and then i had two people call me being like hey can you come meet at the house for like different quotes and things and i was like sure so then i ran back to the house and i hit i'm gross i need to shower honestly after this because i don't really want to climb into bed like this but it's like the good kind of busy that i'm saying yeah i looked at you and said so you didn't shower and i think you like paused for a second like have i showered like you forgot if that even happened in your day for a moment (laughs) good problems to have for everyone wondering (laughs) Catherine hasn't showered today that's all right it's fine we still love you i can't smell you that's the best part about virtual potting i can't smell you oh my gosh I was just going to say that's probably why my uh, or our quad co-host fancy is not with me right now because I smell. Atticus showed up this week. So he can't get fired. He heard. <gasps> Yay, Atticus. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Now, what a good man. He's, he's sleeping on the job, but he showed up. You know, moral support, though. That's all we need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's our one-on-one bonding time right here. <laughs> that's it you need your mother or mother is what i said um mother son time mm-hmm. he'll always be my first baby oh he just picked He's his so head up like cute. Will I? I just love him so much yeah <laughs> yeah sure mom whatever <laughs> okay are you ready to dive into today's topic i am absolutely ready Okay. I ended up getting this question on my Instagram stories today and I was like, this is, this is good. And I immediately text Patricia and I was like, wait, we got to turn this into an episode. And it wasn't supposed to be today, but we have moved things around and it's today. So the question was best way to support a sibling through a divorce. What kind of support was best for you? And I was going to say obviously, but I guess not obviously, but Patricia has never been through a divorce before. So she doesn't have advice on that. But both of us have lived through hard times, and I just felt like this was an interesting conversation to have in terms of how to pick yourself up, whether you're going through a divorce, a loss of like a loved one, a friend, whatever it could be. Like there's so many different things that you could be going through a really hard time, whether it is like financially, maybe it's career-wise, but Mm -hmm. how do you pick yourself up as yourself, but then also what is the best way to support someone going through it? So Patricia, I'm really not sure the best way to start this conversation, but maybe we start with, I don't what what way are you thinking? How we do it ourselves or support others or how you wish you were supported? You choose this direction of this. I think we start with ourselves. Let's put ourselves first. Okay. So I'm like, I'm trying to think of my question here. I'm like, what is my question for Patricia? So think back to a tough time. Mm-hmm. When you were going through a tough time, whether you want to detail it or not, how did you pick yourself up? And like, what was the best things that you could do for yourself during that time? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to relate my tough time to my miscarriage and my loss there. This won't go through probably all the details we'll cover one day. But um, I think the best thing I did for myself is honestly, like, especially that first like week is just bare necessities, like make sure you're showering Mm -hmm. 
that sounds so crazy and it's ironic we just talked about gather and showering or not but like show up for yourself and shower <laughs> like that's that's like a self-care thing that seems so minimal but when you're like in a really rough time like not even wanting to bathe is a real thing mm-hmm. and then Try to find one thing you're grateful for that happened in 24 hours. It's going to seem like the world sucks and everything, even if it's just like the sun was shining today. Um, mm-hmm. You have to find a, a, a moment of something you're grateful for when everything else in your world seems like it's crashing down. And like literally speak it out loud the same way we talk about positive affirmations, those sort of things. If you can find positive affirmations in yourself, continue to do that. Um And then I think the third thing, if I'm thinking like top three things that helped was just, um, Mm -hmm. I remember our brother and sister-in-law called and they just acted so normal. They didn't want to talk about what was presently going on. It was just like work and like just different things and puppies and, and that sort of stuff. And it felt, it felt like one call where somebody wasn't just like, how are you? Like, it was just let's oh my gosh, let's yeah. help you feel yourself again. And I, I mm-hmm. remember texting them both and was just like, thank you so much for that conversation. I just, I felt like I got to laugh and like I, my mind wasn't on yeah. it. So that was probably the three things. I mean, that kind of dove into like how you can help somebody too. But um, those were the three things at minimum like shower find something you're grateful for and then try to have a normal conversation where you're not Mm -hmm. feeling totally consumed in the loss or the tough time or or what you're going through yeah was it helpful for you to just like you mentioned like shower and gratitude is that just like helpful in terms of like finding that normalcy yourself like with obviously our brother and sister-in-law helping you to feel normal was it just like okay this is like a normal day type of thing or did you have to push yourself back to that like normal routine of even like making yourself meals and how did that like kind of work for you? Oh yeah. I definitely had to like push myself back to that normalcy, but I think for me, if I'm not even showering, I'm like giving up on myself. Like mm-hmm. it was really hard to get off of the couch at times, things like that. But if I didn't even get up to shower, get out of bed to shower, like you're you're giving up completely. And yeah. I'm I'm never going to do that in this life no, no matter what. I know things are going to be hard and so for me that like is like okay, if you at least shower I'm a wash your hair once a week type of person so you don't have to even wash your hair, right? Like at least hop <laughs> in the shower, wash off and just it, it kind of feels like maybe a fresh start, even though it's not. You yeah. know what I mean? You're kind of symbolically wiping some of it away little by little. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then the gratitude, I think, is more of just continually training your mind to stay positive. Because if you don't, you're always going to have negative thoughts in it. And in those times, it's so much easier to be consumed by the negative, and you are. But if you force yourself to stay positive, like that slowly starts to take over. And I think time heals all wounds for sure. It, there's no set time for any per- one person. But um, 
Yeah, I think if you do those things over time, you start to, like you said, get your normalcy back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, when I was in a really low, low, just depression-wise, showering was so hard for me that I had to, like, make a to-do list for myself that day that, like, showering was on the to-do list because, like, otherwise mm-hmm. I just wouldn't do it. And it's such a little thing, but it is so incredibly valuable. And at one point in time, when I was actually, like, going through my separation and I was talking to a therapist, I was, like, so overwhelmed with all the things that I had to do. And she was like, stop looking a million miles ahead of yourself and just look at, like, the next hour. Like, what do you have to do this next hour? And if that's, like, oh, my gosh, Mm -hmm. I don't want to get out of bed for the day. I just feel so incredibly down. It's like, okay, this next hour – Like, the next step I just need to do is I need to get out of bed and I need to brush my teeth. Once I brush my teeth, like, once you're there, once you're in that moment, it's like, okay, now what is the next step? And you don't have to think about, like, the whole picture of, like, okay, how am I going to make myself happy? And how am I going to get through this, like, Mm -hmm. big, terrible, tragic thing that happened in your life? Like, it's just one tiny step at a time. You'll get there. Yeah. No, definitely. Definitely. I mean, how else, like, did you get through it besides just, like, the the one step at a time? And whether that's your divorce or a, your depression, you know, how, how have you... And we open this up of, like, surviving. I think it's really turning... Mm-hmm. Living is not surviving. It's turning that moment into yeah. truly living. So you might be surviving in those days or weeks, but you're, you're not just going to survive for the rest of your life. You need to thrive and bloom and grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, I mean, especially with my divorce, I was in survival mode for so long. And it was, I think it was really because I had a lot to work through there. So I first like mm-hmm. allowed myself to sit in the shit. And that's like my best advice if you're going through something like sit in it, let it freaking suck cry get it out because if you just like block it off and you're like oh no I'm happy and everything's fine like it's going to bubble up over time you definitely need to address it and for me I remember when we had decided to separate but we were still living in the same house and every day he was going to work and I just like I couldn't work I couldn't do anything I was just like Mm -hmm. absolutely distraught and I lived in bed for a solid three days before I could do anything and I just like had to allow myself to be absolutely miserable for a second before I was like okay and your life has to go on like there was a point for me where I was just like I, I, I can't keep doing this and I actually got another question in a Q&A like a few weeks ago of someone asking like how do you continue to plan this life for yourself when everything like around the world seems so terrible and at the end of the day like life goes on and for the people that don't get to continue their life like life is so incredibly short and you just have to soak up every second of it and tomorrow's not promised and sometimes planning your future can seem silly but you have to keep moving forward because if you just like focus on the bad news that is going on like there's always something tragic and terrible and it it can just like break you down so much but life keeps going is like something that I always have to remind myself it's like life keeps going Mm -hmm. next step what's the next step get out of bed brush your teeth like that's that's all you got to do yeah I mean I really like your point there that you have to feel all the feels I agree I think if you don't let yourself sit in it and like let out those really hard good cries the ones that you wake up from the nightmare and you just have to like Mm -hmm. let it out or you just 
you feel like you just can't get off the bathroom floor, like you have to truly let it out because you're going to forever be in a state of holding in this cry longer than you need to. You know, Mm -hmm. if you don't let yourself feel that, you're just going to feel like you're holding it in for so much longer. Um, And then you brought up the point about like planning for your future. If you're not planning for your future, you're so stuck in today and it's never going to get better. So you have to like, you're, Mm -hmm. you're so big about this and like manifesting and like vision boards. If you're not planning for your future, you're not, you don't see a future for yourself. And that is like, you have to recognize that, that that's Mm -hmm. an issue in itself then too. But there are so many incredibly sad things going on in the world that, you know, we don't dive into politics or, you know, those sort of things on this podcast, but they're not, you know, things that Catherine and I are naive to. And yeah, we take time to honor those and donate to causes where we can and support things that are important to us, but you have to continue to move forward and and as long as you feel like you've done what you can and you've done right by your values and your morals, you, you move forward. You plan your future and you keep going. Something for me when I was going through my divorce, like moving forward didn't mean, oh, I'm going to find someone. For me, it wasn't like, oh, well, that's a, okay, this wasn't the right person. So like, here's what I'm going to do to like find the right person. Like mm-hmm. for me, it was stepping into this new chapter of my life and it wasn't like resolving that problem at hand it was just continuing to move forward and that's something when it comes to like the way that people communicate with me and like this question started out like what's the best way to support my sibling going through this like I had a lot of people being like well when are you gonna date again or you'll find someone and that wasn't helpful for me in that moment because it doesn't diminish the pain by any means like that's just not mm-hmm. what I wanted to hear and another reason why I want to have this conversation is just because I feel like both you and I heard some things that just like weren't helpful and I'm sure the like everyone had very nice intent but at the end of the day there were some things that were said to me and continue to be said to me that are just more so harmful in terms of my future direction towards a relationship let's say <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think anybody going through a tough time, if you want to be there to support them, there's a couple of things that are like total no-nos for me. One, mm-hmm. everything happens for a reason. It might, for sure. Oh, yeah. It might happen for a reason. But in that moment, that is not what that person needs no. to hear at, at all. Nope. <sighs> And this, the next one is not a knock on anybody religious. It is not a knock on any religion. But telling somebody this is just God's plan for you. Okay? Well, in this moment, it freaking sucks and it hurts. And especially if you've not gone through what that person's gone through, if you have exactly what they're trying to work yeah. towards, I get it. There is some plan in this greater universe that, that will happen for everybody, but... Those two are just like total no-nos for me when somebody's going through something really hard because that doesn't make it any better and that doesn't support them at all. I personally Mm -hmm. think it's really easy in somebody's like tough time to gravitate towards just like calling them and seeing how things are. Going through my own tough times in life, 
some of the best things are when somebody just kind of sends you a care package in the mail or like you know when even like now that I've had a baby like I'm never sending somebody newborn outfits anymore I'm sending them meals to their door like those were the best things that came even if it's like cookies like those were the best things that came and that's not to discredit anybody who got us outfits like I have literally not even had to buy baby clothes like that's been amazing but like coming home Mm -hmm. from the hospital like people who sent like some of my friends sent like a care package of like soups and things like that and it was just like oh my gosh I didn't have to think about dinner that week and then I froze one for dinner later like that's so helpful and in a time of loss when you know somebody's really going through it like if you know Catherine you said you didn't even want to get out of bed for three days like if you have meals coming to your door or just even if somebody's sending you flowers to your door to like brighten your spirits like that makes you get out of bed (laughs) I mean that sounds terrible Mm -hmm. but I think for me when you kind of get those sort of things that's easier than trying to like sort through your feelings sometimes with every single person who's trying to support you and you know I love my friends I have some phenomenal friends and um you know the more people you have to tell it's tough for me the other thing too especially when I was like going through a miscarriage I called my mom and told her and then she was like okay well who have you told and I said you're the first call I've made and she's like you don't have to call a single other person like she was and I think she cried Mm -hmm. every person she had to tell but taking that weight off of my shoulders too like I couldn't even imagine having to go through that a million times over you know there's my one cry it's happening (laughs) two for two I figured I was like this episode might get me as well (sighs) yeah so just to like dive into like okay when you're going through a tough time I, I honestly think one of the best pieces of advice is if you have a friend, a family member, someone going through a tough time, the best thing you can do is just be like, hey, how can I support you during this time? Because the way you give love might be different than the way they receive love and what they Mm -hmm. need might not be the sad help to of like, hey, how you doing? You know, like they might need a meal. They might need you to fly out there and just have a fun weekend with them to get their mind off of it. Like, but ask them what they need because you just showing up in the way that you think is best is not necessarily best for them. But Patricia, if I can ask you, like, mm-hmm. what was really, really helpful that people did? Or, like, what did you almost wish people would have done in that tough time or, like, any tough time that you may potentially have going forward? Well, I am glazing over the most helpful thing that happened is, like, I think we were – two days into it and you'd facetimed us and you were like you literally said what do you need and I said I don't know and you were like well are you eating this sort of thing and I was like I mean I haven't like we've gotten takeout for two nights I haven't even thrown away the takeout containers that are sitting on the counter and you were like okay I'm packing my bags and I'm driving tonight like you drove halfway that night and the next day and you stayed for like a week to just take Mm -hmm. care of us and like make meals that's like the lowest I've ever been where I've never I've never felt like I didn't want to get up before and so I needed somebody to truly take care of me like and make sure I was eating and those sort of things because I I didn't even want to eat me go down (laughs) sorry I mean I I truly like I I I think I was so numb and frozen in time 
So you mm-hmm. you truly ask like what do you need? And in that moment, that's really what I needed. Um, I didn't need somebody to just sit there with me. I I needed somebody to make sure I was eating and hydrating and still taking care of my body because it was still going through a lot too. Yeah. Um, but I think if you don't even get a response to just know that person needs space and time to heal, I think that was a big thing. Um, and then just, I think genuinely ask how that person is once you feel like they you've given them time and ask them like if they want to talk about it you know like do you want to talk about your divorce and what you're going through or do you want to talk about your loss or do you want to talk about this depression or those sort of things because sometimes uh, people don't want to start a sad conversation but like mm-hmm. for me like that was our first child and some people I mean this is like burned into my mind an instance and you were there for this conversation somebody told me exactly like the same thing had happened to them and they just shared their experience and did not even say how are you doing how do you feel that sort of thing they were just like this is what happened to me this is what I did and this is the outcome and it was just like okay well thank you for sharing, like, I don't feel as alone, potentially, but mm-hmm. it, just, like, don't be afraid to ask that person, like, how they're doing, but, and I think, too, I truly hadn't known many people who had gone through what I'd gone through until, you know, that happened, and I, I think that's helped you, too, like, you've bonded with different people because they've shared more of their experiences about relationships ending, whether they're engagements or things like that. Mm-hmm. Share those experiences, but have it be an open conversation, not just you telling somebody how you got through it and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, I, I don't think there's one perfect answer. I think everybody's going to be different and need different support. Like you said, like, how somebody receives love is you know, totally different. As you said that, I was like, wow, it sounds like my, the way I receive love is like gifts, but that's not the way I receive love. It was just the thing that helped me the most in that time. I know now they're tough times, Mm -hmm. but just show up the best way you know how. And sometimes that's not talking to somebody. Like it's not, not, not talking to somebody, but it's, it's, It's not just, like, giving them that head tilt of, like, how are you? It's, like, what do you need from me today? Do you need a friend to help feel normal? Do you need groceries delivered to your door? Do you Mm -hmm. need to talk about it? Do you need a ride to the doctor's office? Like, you know, there's so many different things that people um, could need. And I think if you've gone through it, you know how to anticipate it a little better. It depends how close you are to that person. You know how to anticipate it a little better. I think for you, like... You knew in that moment that, like, you saw my counter. Like, I, I we rarely do takeout. Like, I cook all the time. Like, you were like, okay, nope, this is bad. I got to help. Like, if you really know that person, you'll see yeah. those cues of of what they need to. I, I don't know. I don't know if you have any thoughts of, mm-hmm. like, because you were the main person that I think 
really showed up. I mean, obviously my husband, but he was going through that loss too. Yeah. What were, what were some of the signs for you for like how to help and, and be that person? For me, I mean, when I called you to check up on you to see how you were doing, um, you said that you guys hadn't left the couch, that you like couldn't fall asleep without the TV on, which Patricia and Chris are very much like they don't have a TV in the bedroom. That's not what they do. Um, yeah. Weren't cooking. That was like their sacred time. And I just like the way I give love is like showing up for people. So I was like, it's so easy for me to drop my world and show up for you. But like in doing that, I had an extra TV in my spare bedroom upstairs. I was like, I'm taking this TV so that they can sleep in their bed. I was like, if this is the crutch they need to fall asleep, like I'm going to bring them a TV so they can sleep in their own bed. They had that TV for a week. As soon as I left, they made me take it back because they didn't want to get used to it. But like that to me was like a healthy crutch to help you guys at least have some sense of normalcy of not just sleeping on the couch. Like even if you need the TV to fall asleep, but I mean, like you said, like you weren't hungry. It was just like whenever I was hungry, I basically made Patricia eat. Like she wasn't eating whole servings at that time. But I was like, if I'm hungry, I know Mm -hmm. your body has to be. So like I'm just going to cook you food and you're going to eat. And then the other thing that like popped up in my mind is like I'm not a physical touch person. I'm not. But there was one point where Patricia like went into her bedroom, closed her door and started crying. And I just like knew something was off and Chris was busy doing something. And I was like, I just got to go in there and check on her. And she was crying. And I just like went up behind her and like cuddled her. I just like spooned her. And I was like, I hate this so much, but I'm sure she loves it. (laughs) But it was just like, I I knew that you were like physical touch. And I was like, she's going to appreciate this and like feel love through this and just like know that she's like comforted and fine. And then Chris came in and we all talked and it was good. But I don't know. I think I think it helped because I didn't know you so well. And I was like, just knowing your normal routine, like for you guys to be sleeping on the couch and not, not being able to fall asleep without the TV on. I was like, I would do anything to help you get back to a tiny, tiny sense of normalcy and just like help you through this tough time. Yeah. I forgot we were sleeping on the couch. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Well, so you really cringed that bad when you cuddled me because that was really sweet. I didn't cringe that bad, but I, I didn't really <laughs> want to. Yeah, just know it. it was exactly what I needed in that moment. And that's that's what I figured. I, I mean, I just I, like I know you and I know your love language, but like also in addition to all that stuff, like I did bring distractions so I brought puzzles and we puzzled yeah we watched like Marvel movies I brought this like pottery kit thing that I had bought um and we did like pottery and it was just like I tried to like have different activities for every day too so it wasn't just like we were spending all day on the couch which we did spend a lot of time on the couch but it was just like for me I also had to think about like okay if I was going through this like what would be healthy distractions because mm-hmm. I don't think it like, wasn't... all distractions have to be bad yeah and it was like one activity a day like you were not pushing it where you were trying to like do all of these things Mm-mm. too but even like I needed to go to like the store and like you drove me like if I don't even remember where Chris was but I remember like you were driving me to Target because I needed a couple of things and mm-hmm. yeah just yeah kind of physically being there was just helpful um yeah but I'll turn that question on to you though of like what 
when you're going through those times, we, we kind of talked about like what's been not helpful to say, like, when are you dating again? But, and I think that's one of the things that made you give yourself the six month timeline. Cause you originally were like, I'll start dating or I'll think about dating the next summer because it was probably those pressures of like, I should be dating again, that sort of thing. I mean, what, I almost want to say, like, talk about what's triggered you more and then into, like, what's been helpful. Yeah, so what's, what I would say has been, like, triggering for me. I did have a lot of people being like, oh, you'll find someone. Oh, you're still young. You've got a lot of time. Um, Mm -hmm. I had the same thing, like, everything happens for a reason. You'll find your person. And then Mm -hmm. also three days after my split when are you gonna start dating again it's been three days please (laughs) lightfully fudge off like oh yeah so I would say that definitely wasn't helpful because it's like it does not help the current pain by any Mm. means that I'll find someone now I know like I'll find someone but like in that moment it just it does not help with the current pain and I don't really know if there was anything that was like amazingly helpful because I'm just, and this, this is a product of my trauma of like, I don't need anyone. I can do it all myself. So it's almost like I almost need no one. Like when I'm going through a really, really hard time, I'm like, I just need to be alone. And like when I have so many people reaching out to me being like, I'm so sorry, all this stuff, like that's just not helpful to me in any way. Like I almost wish that there was more normalcy with like reaching out to me I will say like one of the best things that our dad specifically did is when I had to like call well I didn't really call a lot of people I called our mom and our dad and you and then I told (laughs) other people in in person Mm -hmm. but when I first told dad he was like oh my gosh what happened and then he was like never mind you don't have to tell me it doesn't matter and that was like so incredibly just like it like made me feel so good because like it didn't matter what happened. He was just like, what can I do? Do you want to come to Texas? Like dad mm-hmm. being dad, he was like, move to Texas. And I was like, eh, no, not happening. But it was just incredibly helpful to be like, it doesn't matter what happened. Like, let me just be here to support you. And I think that was, that was really helpful. Yeah. Cause you're, every time you've gone through something, you're, you decline <laughs> if I'm like, I will be on a flight tonight, tomorrow, whatever. You're always like, no, <laughs> yes. no, 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 no. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. like, And I try to truly respect that. Like, And I know others in our family try to, too. Like, There's a lot of people who – I don't agree with this. There's a lot of people who come to me to check on you and – yeah. I get to the point where it's like in that moment, not everybody needed to be checking on you and they knew I would know how things were truly going. And I think that's how a lot of people in our family feel. If things are like really bad, Patricia's going to speak up. But otherwise, like I just like check on chat tabs with her. But there are some people where it's like if you haven't talked to Catherine at all, like even if it's to have a normal conversation, you don't you shouldn't just come to me I I think and I that's where Mm -hmm. but I think you are so it like you said like it's part of your past trauma of I've got to get through this myself which is totally fine but I think it intimidates a lot of other people to even like ask how it's going 
And that's not for you. I don't want you to be like, oh my gosh, I'm going through this wrong. It, I think it's, if you have that, if you have somebody in your life that is like, I don't need you here. Like we were very opposites in that. Like, I don't need you here. I need to go mm-hmm. through this myself. It is nothing on you. Still like check in on that person. Ask them what you can give them, what kind of support they need. Even if it's not you physically there, even if you want to be physically there, you being physically there might be harmful to them because that can happen too. Yeah. If you are not the person Mm -hmm. they need, but you force yourself into that situation, you're not going to help their healing. No. And that's something like you brought up a good point. So let's go back to your wedding family Mm -hmm. i love all of you but patricia and i did say in this podcast we were going to be open and honest and not care if we hurt anyone's feelings we will never bash you or be mean but there were definitely hurtful things that happened at your wedding where Mm -hmm. i hadn't gotten the chance to tell everyone and there were a few people that just like acted like nothing was going on they didn't ask me why my like everyone thought we were engaged at that time. Like no one asked me like why he wasn't there. And it was far more hurtful to me because I just realized, oh, well, everyone's gossiping behind my back. Like you can just come to me and be like, hey, what's going on? I would have appreciated that so much more. Instead, I, I ended up with like a real like fuck you attitude because like this is not something to be gossiping about. And the fact that you're not just like coming up to me, like it was it was incredibly, incredibly hurtful and I was upset for so long and then I did have a family member reach out immediately afterwards and was like, hey, I'm so sorry I heard what's happening and I was like, I just wish you would have come to me instead of talking about me behind my back and that's something that happens a lot mm-hmm. in our family is like everyone goes to you <laughs> and it's like, yeah. if you just come to me, like like I know, I know I'm the person where it's like I can handle it myself but like if you just come to me, I'll feel so much better instead of you talking to Patricia like I just I hate that like just just go straight to the person yeah there may be certain situations where it's better to like go through someone else and if you feel like oh I've asked them 500 times how they're doing and you feel like maybe they're not giving you a straight answer or something like that's a different scenario but I was really hurt by the fact that no one was talking directly to me like I just I I felt really crabby yeah I think the other thing is People were forced, not forcing you, but pulling you aside and saying, when are you going to share this news? And it was like, I will share this when I am ready. It is not your news to share. I mean, Mm -hmm. there was some of the the obvious that he's not there, but like you can't put somebody in a corner and say, when are you going to do this? Yeah. It's not your news to force onto someone and... I I thought that was just like a wildly inappropriate incident that had, that had happened to you as well of just like being in the situation of the wedding and the rehearsal dinner was tough because there's so many people around like you didn't get one-on-one time oh with gosh. everybody but I think there are so many ways where you can respectfully just say like hey I noticed something's different I love you I am here for you let's have fun tonight like yes. or let me know if you need anything like Whatever it is without making a big deal about it. Because you also didn't want to feel that pity, right? Like, you don't... You -hmm. didn't want that, like, oh, I'm so sorry. But just, like, just somebody coming up and, like, saying I love you and giving you a hug. You know, kind of maybe, hopefully, is that what you would have, like... Like, what... Because I feel like there's two ends of the spectrum where you didn't want the pity, but you wanted them to acknowledge what was going on. Like, how, 
how could somebody have shown up better for you in that situation then? For me, the exact way that you just described it. Of like, hey, I love you. Like, if you want to talk about it, you can, but like, I don't need you to. Instead mm-hmm. of it being like, I don't know, because I had a lot of people reach out to me, like old friends that I hadn't talked to in forever that were like, oh my gosh, what happened? And it was like, dude, you just came for the gossip. Like, that's all mm-hmm. that you came for. And that's yeah. not helping me in this moment. It's just like, show up for me in a loving way without like, I don't need to explain anything to you. And that's like what was helpful with like dad was like, I don't need to know. Like, and it was just so incredibly helpful of like, I'm just going to be here to support you no matter what. And I wish I would have had a little bit more of that. I think that would have been really helpful for me. Yeah. I thought that's where you were headed, but I didn't want to put words in your mouth. So. Yeah. 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 Anyways, you brought up like a point like a while ago that I wanted to touch upon. Mm-hmm. Um, that you said like someone else had gone through like a miscarriage or whatever. I've had that happen with me too, where it's like someone or people have been like, I've gone through the exact same thing. And I don't think that's ever true. Like, yes, I think it's like one in three women experience infertility or miscarriages or something. I was like, what's the fact? Is it one in three? Mm, I've seen one in four. I think it's one in four. Okay. I was close. But like, yes, a lot of people have gone through it, but like no one has gone through the exact same situation as you because no one has walked in your shoes like leading up to that moment and even in that moment. Like, yes, Mm -hmm. a lot of people have gone through divorce. Yes, a lot of people have been cheated on. Like, yes, but like having someone say I've gone through the exact same thing as you, like, I don't mean to be mean, but like, no, you haven't. It's, it's different. And it can be helpful for someone that you can relate to and you can talk to about that stuff. But for me, it wasn't any help with someone just being like, oh, I did the exact same thing. And here's what I did. Because like, especially all of us are so different. The way we feel love is so different. The way we feel supported is so different. And for me, if I would have just followed the exact same steps as someone else, it wouldn't have been helpful. So like, you might be listening to this right now and being like, oh, I'm definitely not like Catherine. I need people to actually show up for me. And that's fine. Like you have to do what's right for you. But I don't think it's fair to really compare your trauma to someone else's trauma. And even if like, I don't know, I mean, for me specifically talking about divorce, if someone wants to say, oh, divorce is like so easy, whatever. Or someone else could be like, oh, it's so hard. It's just like your experience can be so starkly different from someone else's experience and putting that like, oh, well, why aren't you over it yet? Or, oh, when are you going to start dating? I started dating at this time. Like, it's just not that helpful. Yeah. And, and to that point, too, when you, like, share your experience and you share the timeline, like, that you had, whether it was, like, starting to try for another kid or when you started dating or when you got remarried again, it's, like, that makes somebody either feel pressure or shame for doing it differently. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that's not anybody's true intent. It's to, like, show you that, like, you know, things turn out in the end, whatever, but... Yeah. I don't ever think it makes anybody feel good on the other side because, like I said, there's, like, the pressure or the shame that you're doing it differently. And then maybe that person doesn't feel like you are genuinely happy for them if they do it differently or they're scared to share it that way. That that was it for me, you know, if... uh, I didn't want to feel the judgment like people weren't feeling. I was grieving appropriately if we got pregnant, like, when we got pregnant again or or that sort of thing. So, yeah. And I think the same as, like... 
you know, your statistics even worse. Like 50% of marriages end in divorce. Like (laughs) there's so many people that are going to go through it in their lifetime Uh or have gone through it. And I, you posted the answer to this question too, of like how to support somebody. The last thing you wrote on there, I think was like unfollow their ex. The last thing that person needs is like updates (laughs) about their ex from you because they're trying to move on. And this goes back to, I I don't remember. I think it was like this week's episode when you were talking about um, your ex from high school and your boyfriend then and like thinking about you were better than because you were in a different relationship, right? Like if you were constantly comparing yourself to somebody else because you're still tapped into their life and you're letting that consume you where Mm -hmm. other people are still tapped into their life and they're sharing that with you you're never going to be able to fully move on and some people can be exes and be friends good for you y'all that's not me i'm not good at like heartbreak and then stay in friends (laughs) patricia and her one ex (laughs) me and my one ex (laughs) no but I mean, Chris and I joke if we break up, we're roommates, like, whatever. But uh, I don't know that I could. So, (laughs) yeah, we'd have to co parent this. And uh, honestly, we're going to be honest in this this podcast, and this might hurt somebody's Mm -hmm. feelings. Well, I know it's going to hurt somebody's feelings, but we just didn't have a great example of that. I don't think our parents, as they are exes to each other, have ever mended that and formed a friendship and so in my eyes Mm -hmm. I just I don't know how to do that and so I I personally think like in recent years I've just become comfortable talking about the other to the other like before it was like kind of like don't even mention like just they're separate entities and so but I think as you're going through a divorce to me it's helpful to have them be separate entities if you're not co-parenting that was the helpful thing you did not have children Fancy is yours, always has been yours, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had a point that I wanted to bring up, and now I totally forget. It just, like, completely left my brain. I was like, oh, this is good. Mm. And now it's gone. Oh, you know what? I think it was going to be about my ex, actually. I think I remember here. Yeah, so we had to, like, meet up, like, several times after we split because, like, the divorce and refinancing my house and, like, all this crap. And at one point he said that, like, I kept showing up and, like, his recommended for you, suggested when you keep scrolling, whatever. (laughs) So ultimately, for him, I blocked him for his own freaking sanity. So I would stop showing up in his stuff. I blocked him. And I'm so glad that I did because then later on, people in my audience, I love you guys, but, like, some people... I don't know what gets in their mind, but people then tried to keep tagging him in my content. And I was like, thank goodness I blocked him because you ima- could you imagine the hurt that you are doing to this man by tagging him in my stuff? Like that's just extremely inappropriate. And another point I would like to bring up here, just like as an audience member, okay? And just like as a friend in general, your friends, Patricia, do mm-hmm. I ever or did I ever ask you about your ex after you split? Hey, are you still talking? Are you friends? When's the last time you spoke to them? No, because it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. And that's the same thing like you brought up with like unfollow them. Don't keep them up to date. Like 
I had people being like, oh, well, did you see that he did this? And I was like, dude, I don't care. He's living his life. I'm living my life. Let's move on. But it's just like, that's not helping someone heal by continuing to bring up this person, to tag this Mm -hmm. person in someone else's content. Like, what the, I just don't, I, I will never fully understand. But like when that started happening, I was like, wow, I'm just, I'm so grateful that I blocked him. And it was no hate to him. It was nothing like that. It was for his own peace so that he would Mm -hmm. stop seeing my stuff because I knew like he had liked every single post of mine when we were together. Of course, Instagram is going to continue to deliver my content like for his own sanity. I blocked him. And then later on, I was like, wow, I made the right decision because people be crazy out here in these streets. I think some people just truly live for the drama. It like yes, there is there's no other reason than to start drama, and it's just like, mm. mm-hmm. if you, as a follower of Catherine's, ever truly want to feel like her friend, that that's not it. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you don't you don't do that stuff. Like yeah, <sighs> yeah. And I here's the thing too, like. I, like, I have no idea if your ex is still following me. Like, I haven't gone out of my way to block him, but I have yeah. unfollowed him. And even my husband would share updates. And I was like, I need you to stop. If you choose to still, because, like, the four of us were really good friends. I was like, if mm-hmm. you choose to still have that friendship, that is for you, but that is not for me, right? Like, yeah. so uh, even, like, <laughs> third party removed, right? Like, don't still go check up on them with their Instagram tag, like, you don't need that kind of energy. Mm-mm. No. Yeah. I think, is there, I mean, is there anything else in terms of, like, support-wise that you wish someone did or didn't do? I mean, I feel like we hit both points for you, but I just want to make sure before we jump to what we're grateful for. Um, The last thing I just want to touch on briefly I think we were both in a very privileged state where, like you said, you didn't work. I yeah. emailed my work and was like, I'm I'm out for a week. And, like, there was a very graceful return of everyone kind of just checking in on me of what's going on. Because I didn't even, I truly didn't even tell people at work what I was going through until probably at least a month or two after. Mm-hmm. Um, I recognize that you and I both have that privilege where we were able to not show up to work for a couple of days and if you have sick days and you're not truly sick your mental health you're not physically sick your mental health yeah is also a sick day and don't Mm -hmm. be afraid to take that you do not have to have the flu um i want to say sometimes work is a good distraction but that but only after you've felt all the feels Mm-hmm. Like you don't dive right back into it if you haven't spent time being present in what you're feeling. So that's just my thing. I think, you know, we got we both got lucky that we were in situations where we could take the time to do that. But I just want to acknowledge like your mental health is is considered a sick day or a PTO day, whatever you got to mm-hmm. do. Yeah, I did that when um, our cousin passed away. I actually took a personal day because I just like I couldn't I couldn't work I like couldn't cope that day and I just like had to take a personal day from work but mm-hmm. yeah I 
also like one thing to bring up when I was going through like my tough time I use work as like a little bit of a crutch and I knew that like it would be a good distraction but for me like I love my career so much that I didn't want to use it as a crutch and as a distraction because I didn't want to ultimately resent my work Mm -hmm. so for me I like actively pulled back and if they're like if you personally are going through a tough time and you're like oh well like working out is like something that makes me feel really really good and it starts out and you just like do it for like a little bit and it feels really good and then you notice it turns into a distraction where you're at the gym for like two hours a day like there there gets to be a point where you have to realize when things are healthy distractions and when they are those crutches because those those are very easy to adapt over time. And even, like I said, like bringing Patricia a TV, they used that TV for a week. And then Patricia was like, you're taking this TV home with you. I was ready to gift them a TV. And she was like, you're taking this home with you because I don't want to actually get used to this. And that was like, mm-hmm. I think that was so good for you to do and to like realize of like, okay, I don't need this. And if I keep this going, I'm going to be stuck here forever. Like I am now watching TV before bed. Um. I won't lie, I did watch the iPad. Like, okay. I had the iPad just, like, running for a little bit. But I've, I've not knocked that habit. Like, it was just... Yeah. I couldn't be with my own thoughts to fall asleep type of thing. But, mm-hmm. um, yes. But we moved from a TV to an iPad to nothing. So, baby stuff. You know, working your way down. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to go cold turkey. But, yeah. no, that's a really good point. Yeah. Okay, let's end this off. Patricia, what are you grateful for on your okay week? Okay. So I remembered what else I had to talk about in the beginning. So I'm putting it in my grateful, but it is also a question for you. So I am grateful. My mom and I planted some herbs and a couple of like veggies when she was here. And it is like booming, like fresh herbs every night for dinner. Phenomenal. Love it. Love it. Okay. I have my first ever zucchini because last year I drowned my zucchini. There wasn't enough drainage in the pot and they all drowned. I have my first ever zucchini growing. And I thought I should pick it today. So I'm grateful for my booming garden. Sorry. <laughs> I thought I should pick my zucchini today, but it's like very stubbornly stuck. Catherine, you obviously have had zucchini. Like, do I rip it off or does that mean it's not ripe enough yet? It's probably not ripe enough, but usually I like spin them. If you spin it like twice or like three times and it doesn't come off, like then it, it needs mm. more time. Okay. I'll check Because you know, like morning. usually like tomatoes fall off pretty easy when they're ripe. Like yeah zucchinis are a little bit tougher but even then like i i usually use the spin trick and if it doesn't spin off it's like okay there's like some okay. gardener listening to this right now being like that is shit advice he if you've got better advice let me know but um i'm just excited i have zucchini i have bell peppers growing this year that my bell peppers did not grow last year so and i have banana peppers growing so i'm i'm just very grateful for the fruitful gardening season i am in i'm very very excited for it i thought you weren't doing any vegetables this year i thought you were just doing herbs well i planted the herbs and then it only filled one planter so mom convinced Mm. me to go back and do i only have a zucchini plant a bell pepper plant and a banana pepper plant that's it but my zucchini is like thriving and i'm that's good. I didn't even plant zucchini this year. I ran out of room in my garden, honestly. Like, I planted, like, too many things. I got a I'm little sorry. over-eager. You have but... so much gardening space. <laughs> yeah. No, I do. But I, I decided to grow so many different things this year. So I've got, like, celery. My celery's popping. And then, like, a lot of different lettuce. And I also have, like, mm-hmm. a whole just flower bed to bring back pollinators. And it's freaking worked because my eggplant finally 
freaking got pollinated this year. I saw. Last year it didn't. So yeah. Um, can you bring me lettuce? Do you have enough lettuce? I don't know right now. I did just harvest thirteen red onions though. So if you, you would like some red onion, I got you. Yeah, I have I gave... avocados to make some guac for sure i gave some to my neighbors because i was like your girl does not need this many red onion all at once it was just like all at once it was like okay we're ready and i was like excuse you you just (laughs) you can't like freeze red i mean you can freeze onion but it's not the same so you have you haven't showered and you probably have red onion breath because you're eating with every meal (laughs) (laughs) what is that you're really making me seem very attractive here for all of the men that listen and are like i want to get with Catherine. (laughs) You know, I was going to say something that, like, might be kind of hurtful of, like, you know what? Don't jump back into the market yet. You're just not ready. (laughs) Don't be mean, okay? I love you. I love you. Uh Yeah. So, um, that's my big grateful. Uh, What are you grateful for? Well, I having a very exciting opportunity that has come up and I am extremely grateful for that it's just like very cool and because of said opportunity I get to see little babe in a few days and I have not seen him since his birth and he's gonna be ginormous to me Mm -hmm. I am also grateful to see Atticus and Patricia and Chris but you know actually this is like working out oh my gosh sweet Atticus is sleeping in the background he is so cute I can't handle him also Patricia every time she sends me a photo of little babe my reaction every single time is oh my gosh (laughs) you're just like oh yay you're so cute I can't handle it I hear it in that voice too it's every time like I have the exact same reaction every single video photo Mm -hmm. it's hilarious um but then also compounded on top of that this is like all working out so perfectly that I get to see our brother and our sister-in-law at the same time because they're going to be visiting little babe and Patricia and Chris and Atticus and yeah I'm like very excited for some sibling time yeah and and for this audience we're going to be able to do our first podcast in person so the week after this, you guys will hear a podcast that we'll recorded in person together. Mm-hmm. We got to figure out how that works because we're like pros at doing it virtually now. Um, yeah. and I really don't know how that's going to work because are we going to like hook up to one computer? Like how, how do we do this? We've got some research to do. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, we do. <laughs> okay. We'll figure it out. It's going to be great. Yeah. It'll be great. Until you guys, until next week when we're like, yeah, so podcasting in person didn't work. So we are back. (laughs) We are re-recording yet again. (laughs) That's okay. Okay, Okay, Patricia, do you want to give us our lovely wrap up? I feel like last time you were so incredibly excited to do it. So you want to count us out here? Yeah, sure. I mean, thanks everybody for joining. We are one cry for sure for me. I think you teared up a little bit, but can we count that as a cry? I cried. Tears okay. made it to like my lips, so it's oh, a full okay. tear. All right, you you had it together. I feel like better than I. All right, so we are three to two cries mm-hmm. after the end of this episode. So thank you guys all for bearing with us. Hopefully we didn't make <laughs> you cry, um, but I hope you have a great week. Follow us on Instagram, Uncomfortable Pants Podcast. Subscribe, like, follow, five stars all the things and i'm this episode came out just from a question from Catherine's instagram q a mm-hmm. so if 
you know, if you guys got a burning question, we are happy to reallocate our content calendar if it's something heavy on our hearts. So don't be afraid to reach out to us. We love hearing from you and see you next week. Yeah. Okay. Bye guys. Bye.